My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. week's episode, I diagnose Bob's concussion. We talk about biopics, and we find out what made Bob say this. Head money's attractive, I'm attractive, you know, Donald Trump's attractive, Barack Obama's attractive. Yeah. And we find out what made Monet say this. Shout out to all our Rhode Islanders listening to this podcast. I see you, and I love you, and I'm happy that you're here. Long story short, my biological dad, we, we got into an accident, and we, like, ran to, like, the side of, like, a St. Lucia. They have, like, these, like, not a mountain, like when you down a road, there's like a little cliffy area. We like get into that and like that. Like a mesa? What's a mesa? Um, uh, it's like a uh, it's like a mountain, but it's not a mountain. Um, like 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 Costa Mesa. Um, like uh, M E S A. It's not quite a plateau. Maybe I'm saying it wrong. Like these things? Yeah. Is it like that? Like kind. Did I say it right? Yeah, it's a mesa. Um, kinda. Anyway, so he hit that and then like the car like went into the side. He like drove off the road and like the, the window smashed against my head because I was on the passenger side. But I didn't get cut or anything, but it was like, I was like, oh my God, I thought like something happened to me. Did you go to the hospital? No. We went straight to the house. It's probably why I'm so fucked up in the head. Oh wow, I didn't know that we were gonna take this, the, uh, the podcast gonna take this turn today. A turn? But the one, the one we find out that Monet has a, a severe concussion for for twenty years. I don't know if they can last twenty years. I don't think can last. I know concussion can last for a couple of years. I don't know how long. How long can a concussion last? Let's look at it. Up. I've never been concussed before. You know the time that lady met us in, in Canada and she was like, "I have a concussion," and she was like going through that. No. There was a lady. She came to our show and she was like, "I probably shouldn't be here. I have a concussion, but I just had to come see you all." I don't remember this. I'm like struggling through this concussion. I remember this vividly. It looks like the longest people can have concussion three symptoms is three months. Yeah. Oh, I thought it could like last a year. Yeah. Maybe I made that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so have you ever you have you never had a concussion, you've never been in an accident where you hurt yourself? I've had a concussion. Oh, you wait, you just say you've never had a concussion? I said I've never been in an accident where I hurt myself. I just wanted to say you never had a concussion. What was your concussion? Um, I mean, I hit my head a couple. Of, I hit my head a lot when I was a kid on a lot of different things. How do you know you have a concussion? Because the doctor said you have a concussion. Oh, so because so the doctors go, you have a concussion. Don't go to sleep when you get home tonight. So you can you can have a concussion. So if if you you can hit your head really hard and not go to the doctor and fully have a concussion. Probably, yeah. Well, that's when you when you had jammed your when you ran to, in the door to Audrey's house. I was like, girl, you should not go to the hospital. You, you, you might have a concussion. You're like, no. You're like, no, I'll be fine. Well, I didn't have a concussion. How, 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 did, you, how do you know you didn't? Because I didn't feel like I had a concussion. I mean, how do you know when you don't have a concussion? Right. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm not saying that I didn't. I said I may have. I just didn't go to the doctor. But what, what, what are the symptoms of a concussion that you know you didn't have one? Well, you get really dizzy. You're easily confused. And you're very sleepy. 
You were very sleepy when you talked to me. It was also two in the morning, and you were confused. So you had two two out of the three. Okay, I was not confused. You, Bob, you called me. You were like, you like, I was just like, I think, like, I was like, I was running to the door, and I just, and like, you were just like, trying to tell me my experience, bitch. I wasn't confused. I was. It was late because it was like two in the morning when I called you. I was like, girl, I just, I was like, I think I need to go to the um, dentist because I have to leave town in the morning. And I don't want to go to the dentist right now. I don't want to go to a 24-hour dentist because I don't know them. I don't trust them. I'd rather wait until I go to New York City to meet my dentist. Um, but I wasn't confused. But I was sleepy because it was 2 a.m. You sounded you, you sound a, a, bit, a bit kerfuffled to me when you spoke to me on the phone. And I was like, well, make sure you tell, make, make sure you tell Dave, um, David. Make sure you tell Jacob. Blah, 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 blah. And then when I called Jacob, did Jacob call me for some reason the next day? I was like, did Bob tell you what happened? And then something you something I told you to tell Jacob, and you didn't. And, and Jake was like, "What? What are you talking about?" It was something that I, I don't remember. Something I told you to tell Jacob that you didn't tell Jacob, and I was like, "Why didn't he tell you this?" And Jake was like, "I don't know. Let me let me let me try to get in touch with Caldwell." It's probably because it was two a.m. and I was trying to figure out if I was going to go to the dentist. I was looking up dentists all night long, um, looking at their reviews online, being like, "Ugh, I don't want to go to one of these random twenty-four hour dentists that I don't know." Um, but that was a concuss. Why are you keep trying to convince me I had a concu- I had a concussion? This has been like almost a year now. You still trying to convince me? The world may never know. I just saw a mall cop. I'm obsessed with mall cops. I'm obsessed with their jobs. I love to see them. What do you mean on, you're obsessed? Like seeing mall cops on their segways and because by in Brooklyn there's a mall called Kings Plaza. It used to be really terrible growing up, and I think it's, it's gotten a lot better. They really done some improvements to Kings Plaza. But the mall cops in Kings Plaza, they were just notoriously just bad at their jobs, and they would not, you would tell them something happened, and they'll, maybe because we were just annoying kids also, but mall, uh, the, the, the the enigma of mall cops is just, they're just very, they're interesting people to me. What's the, how is it, an, how is it an, an enigma? Because sometimes. Like there's, like there's mystery around mall cops? Because, yeah, because some mall cops, allegedly sometimes, like every mall has them. How often do you, do you go to a mall and, and you see a mall cop? I mean, there's security at every. I've seen a security at every mall I've ever been to. But it's but the traditional Segway one. That's like that's, that's like patrolling all the time. Have you seen the movie um, Paul Blart Mall Cop? No. Oh. But I mean, I there have been there's been mall security longer than there's been Segways. So I've seen I've seen a lot of security at, at malls before for sure. But not a traditional. If it's it's a it's a it's a it's a mall it's a movie correlation that you wouldn't get if you, you never seen Paul Blart. I mean, I know what it's about. I I I've seen the ads and I know about the the Segway and stuff. So are you saying specifically you you just on Segways? Yeah, like that, like that. Is that tra- is that why? Well, how is that traditional? Because it's in a movie. I think traditionally speaking, they're not on Segways. In big malls, they typically are because you can't expect these niggas to be running around. Uh, like this mall, there's no way we're sitting. I mean, by the time y'all see it, it doesn't matter. We're sitting, looking right out on um, the Lenox Square Mall at uh, in Buckhead in Atlanta, and this is a big ass. I went there yesterday. Oh, I got well, the mall hands yesterday. Oh, well, it was so good. The um the, the the security they don't do the entire mall, so you'll have like a security uh, a security guard who does Bloomingdale's and Macy's. Right, 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 right. Yeah. right. Yeah, but I'm saying this is still a big ass mall. You think they do? Of course, there's no way they have one cop for this entire mall. There's also a, there's a, also to, uh, to, golf carts as well. A to like the amount of crime that would happen, like in theory, how could one person handle all that? But um, I went there last night, and also this mall closed so early. I was like, how? I got there at seven thirty, and the mall was closing down. I was like, bitch, it's a Friday night. How is the mall closing so early? 
don't party at the mall. But no, at 9 o'clock. A, 9 o'clock is like a standard time for a mall to close. By 7.30, the gates were down. Everything was closing. I was like, this is crazy. Well, not Lenox Square. I see. I was like, this is a wild time for a mall. Have you been to Mall of America? Oh, yeah. I've been to Mall of America several times. Yeah. I've never been. I want to go. It's really big. There's probably like nine Starbucks in the mall alone. That's crazy. Um, and I used to live in I used to live in the Twin Cities. So, you know, back when I was living there, that it was called Camp Snoopy. The, the the theme park in the mall was called Camp Snoopy. But now it's called the Park at Mall of America. When you say uh, the theme park, are there is it more than like are there multiple rides? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought it was just one roller coaster. No, no, no. Where you where you go to the uh to the food court, there is a there's a theme park in the food court. It's not massive, but it, I mean, it's in a mall, but it is, it is definitely a, a small theme park in the mall, but I, I don't think they're, they're with uh, Peanuts anymore. So now they're just, so now it's uh, just called the Park at Mall of America. They took down all the Peanuts stuff. Well, people gag at that, that there's um, a theme park mall. I mean, it's coming from the East Coast, like we, we just don't have malls that big, but that's not that gaggy. You think of cruise ships have... Have roller coasters. There are, there are roller coasters on, on on cruise ships. There are these big ass like cruise ships can do. Cruise ships are crazy. Now most cruise They're ships don't things. have roller coasters on them. I'm not. I, I know that. I'm just saying. Yeah. But there are cruise ships that have roller coasters on it. So that's not crazy that a, a land dwelling place like a mall has a resident theme park in it. You know. Well, I mean, I guess in theory, I mean, just I, I think it is still gaggy because there's there's not there's not there's there's very few malls that have theme parks in them. There's probably only like two. In the whole world, so that is actually I don't think quite, it's gaggy. There's even though there's like barely any mall. Have you ever been to? But it's not. Have you ever been to a mall with me? But it's not about it. It's not about there being not being lots of malls. It's, it's it's on land, and we see we there are many theme parks in the world. So to me, it's crazier to conceptualize a floating city like a like like a like a ship having a theme park on it. To me, that's I'm like oh my god, that's crazy. When you hear a mall, I'm like work, that's cool. But a, but a, a boat. Literally, because to me, boats and planes still, I'm like, the way that we got science, people, smart people figured it out for things, for these big chunks of metal to fly through the sky through aerodynamics and these big, heavy bitches to float on the sea and then to have a theme park on that. Bitch, what would be crazy? Imagine an airplane that has some type of theme park thing on it. That would be crazy. A roller coaster on an airplane in some capacity, probably not a Whoopty sloopty doopty doop. But if there's some type of theme park roller coaster, something on a plane, that is going to change the game. Probably a space station. You could have another space station, like like you're thinking Xenon the Zequel or something. But a plane with a roller coaster on it. Well, my God, we're gonna get it. Did you take an edible before this before this fucking podcast? No. You're like, I just can't even. Im- just imagine, like, how do they get a roller coaster on a cruise ship? This is great. Like, they've had this technology for like sixty years. I know, and it's, and it's <laughs> You're crazy. Like, a roller coaster on a, ro- a roller coaster up. for sixty oh my years God. since the fifties. There have been roller coasters on planes. Sixties? No, no there's, way. There's no roller coasters. I mean, on planes I mean, anymore. on on ships. There's no. not funny. There, there. You act like there's a lot of roller coasters. I'm on not cruise saying ships. that. I'm just saying that it exists. That there's a roller coaster on a on a cruise ship. To me, that's wild. That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> you just sound high. I'm not. You, you sound like you're a fuck. That you sound like you're like. Mm-mm. And, I and had, then these smart had. people made planes fly, and I just I mean, don't know time, what's going on. The first cruise ship with a roller coaster premiered in 2021. 
Yeah, that, see that. So that is relatively new. But so the, the technology for a roller coaster to be on a for, on a boat is not fifty years old, bitch. That is new. No, I said they have a cruise ship for the years. You're like, you're like they made these big fucking. I'm pretty sure he's a roller coaster. No, you you like they you, like, they made these big bitches of boats float in the. Anytime I get anytime I get on a plane, I'm like, this is crazy. Especially, you sound high. Especially especially those especially like you know in Virgin or not just Virgin, many airlines have them now. I think those like double decker planes. Oh, this is like a lot of metal to be just floating in the sky. Like, that shit is wild. Aerodynamics is fucking crazy. I live. <laughs> you sound like you. <laughs> comment below. Comment below if you think that airplanes are like that. Is as, then you have this huge chunk of metal plus what? Those double decker planes, three hundred plus people on it, like that, and plus all of our luggages. If everyone is a lot, guess they allotted one piece of luggage at fifty pounds. But that is a lot of weight to be flying in the air. And then to be, and then for there to be less accidents with airplanes than cars, there are more, more people are driving with cars. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, the planes don't really cross each other's paths that often. Yeah. You don't have to wait for another plane to be like. But like any like accidents, like, um, I don't know, who fucking knows what could happen in the air. But yeah, I think airplanes, that shit is fucking wild. Every time my shit goes up and touches down, I'm like. Thank you, Lord. Well, who knows what can happen to this bitch? I'm like, well, that's how I feel when I'm in a car. Whenever I'm in a car, I'm always like, this is so dangerous. I was getting the car and I think to myself, when you're, on the, when you're on the road, you're basically just, yeah. You know what? Let's talk about after the break. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters and could help you find your perfect place. Yep, I know perfect is a very tall order. I know, okay? But if you're looking for an apartment or a condo or a townhome or a townhouse even, Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find it. Use filters and saved searches to narrow down rental listings and find exactly the place for you. You can even set up alerts to get notified as places become available. So, fashionistas, get your closet spaces ready, darling. Or an in-unit washer and dryer? My God. God, sun lovers, we can help you find as much natural light as your spirit and your little heart desires. If you're working from home, you can have an area for your home office, an extra bathroom, a balcony, central heating and air, or a dishwasher in the kit. Girl, whatever happens to be right for you, this is the place to find it. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was boring. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever, so it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century, and that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. 
and um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Smalls Food. Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use the code rivalry for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code rivalry for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Whenever I'm in a car, I just think to myself, you really are in this car. And you're just under the understanding that everyone around you is going to follow the rules, knows the rules, is capable of following the rules. No one's going to have a seizure. No one's going to have a stroke. No one's going to fall asleep. You're just hoping that no one is just like uh, dangerous or, 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 or or, or have malicious intent. You're just assuming, even not just when you're in your car, but when you're like crossing the street, you're just assuming that person's not going to stop. run you over. There's a little crosswalk down there. Was I agree with that too? The only thing that feels relatively safe and like and is relatively accident proof is um a train. The train is on a track. A train it takes a it takes a lot for a train to jump off a track and just go rogue like that. They is, do though. It, they do. Of course, I'm not saying they don't. But it, you rarely have a train to jump off the tracks and just like doing its own thing. And also, once once it gets off the tracks, once once momentum not doing its own thing, like the train is like I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go to. I know I said I'm going to Br- the Bronx, but I'm gonna go to Yonkers. Today. You know what I'm saying? Like they can't do that. So and once a train gets off the track and it loses momentum, like that's it. It's done. You know what I mean? A car. Can just fucking. Oh no! If a train jumps off the track, it's more than just losing momentum, girl. It is like it is dangerous. Like when trains jump the track, it's not just like it starts slowing down. It is. Yeah, but Jake, you look at what's more common: train accidents or plane accidents. I do wonder. I would say. What would you guess? I would say. I'm gonna guess that it's. I'm gonna gonna say say planes planes. because I hear more about plane accidents. I'm gonna say plane. Yeah. Although I I do hear about. I remember, and I think in in Philly a couple of years ago, maybe like. Six seven, years. Yeah, I remember this seven, really eight years ago, a train jumped the tracks in Philly, and it was very devastating. Like yeah. a lot of people passed away. Um, so trains, trains seem the most like the most reliable, the most uh, you know. It's least... planes. <clears throat> yeah, planes are safer. Wait, because planes are safer. The thing about trains. Well, because here's the thing about trains. Um, trains like we don't hear a lot about a lot of like trains derailing. Because trains derail very rarely, but there's still a lot of other train accidents that can like cause people because people aren't really wearing seatbelts or walking around. Right. So like if a if a train either. stops or has something else, it can still hurt people. Even though we, it's not like as grand as like derailing, which we would see in the news. So okay, train accidents. Planes so planes are the safest way to travel. Well, can, can you look up planes versus ships? I'm curious of that too. We know cars are the least. Cars, bitch. Cars. Every time you get in a car, you 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 should you should ask God. You I think cars are the, are the second biggest killer of of people in America. Mm-hmm. Behind, yeah, cars are behind behind guns. Heart disease. Heart disease. That is right. Heart, heart disease. disease is the most dangerous thing in America. That is true. Star Jones talks about it every time because she experienced her, her she own. had a heart attack. But she, uh, she had some type of heart disease care. And she's a, and she does she has her red dress foundation and everything because of heart disease. She's talking about it every time I'm interviewing. So what's your what's your question? How many people die in ship accidents? What's more dangerous, planes or ships? Yeah, planes or ships. Ships are more dangerous, but also like what? I guess the ships are like such a wide variety of things. Like, are we talking about cruise ships? Or are we talking about like people in tiny I, sailboats? I guess just ships in general. And I guess you're right. Yeah, ships are just going to be more dangerous than planes. Are planes are the safest way That's, to travel? I was about to say a plane is the safest way to get around, girl. 
A plane is a, if you were trying to travel, a plane is the safest way to get to where you're trying to go. Should we, should we buy a, should we buy a, a plane? No, I don't have that kind of money. No, not a, not a, not not a, not a, not a, I'm not talking about a car. I'm talking about let's get a little dinghy hopper. The thing that the thing that you go from how much are those? Like three hundred dollars. Okay, that's that's not sure. The little the little propeller, the little shit that lands on the, on a the puddle. They call puddle jumpers. Puddle jumper. There we go. Yeah, and and no, I, I'm not interested. I, it, it seems one. It seems very expensive, and it seems like a, it and it seems like a lot to maintain as well. So I don't think I want to, and also like, who's gonna fly it? We got you have to buy, you have to hire we, a pilot. We, 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 know, we can get our license. I cannot get a pilot license. I'm colorblind. If you're colorblind, you cannot get a you cannot get a license to, to be really. Pilot. Yeah, it is. A little paddle jumper costs about eight thousand to twelve thousand dollars. Oh well, that bitch. That is one of your looks. That's just one bother drag we look at. Mind your business. Don't <laughs> put my business on Front Street. Do not put my. That's one of your little bracelets. <laughs> That's what that's that you, you got a puddle jumper on right now. You got a puddle jumper right here, honey. You got that's just one little Phoenix wing, honey. That's just one little Phoenix wing, daddy. Come on, get it all for him. Get out of here. Get out of here. You're ridiculous. I, I want to actually, okay, I know we have a topic plan, but I want to ask you about something. Uh-huh. There's been a lot of discourse online about the Jeffrey Dahmer um, hmm. uh, bio series. Yeah. On Netflix, uh, Ryan Murphy um, and Evan Peters and Evan Peters. He's the guy who always plays in Ryan Murphy's films. He's like the youngish-looking guy. I mean, the, he's like he's he's the not young that blonde young. kid. Yeah, actually, how old, he hey, was a uh, Quicksilver in the X Men movies. Evan yeah. Peters. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know who he is. He's probably my age. You think he's older than me? He's a little, a little bit younger than me. <laughs> um, Evan Peters and um, Nisi Nash. He Evan Peters plays Jeffrey Dahmer. Evan Peters plays Jeffrey Dahmer. He's such a diverse actor. He is this. Oh, he is his range of acting. He is work, Evan Peters. Well, basically, I mean, uh, Ryan Murphy basically has like a um, a repertory theater, basically at this yeah. point, where you where it's pretty much often very similar key actors yeah. who are just always playing different roles. Yeah. And once you land in the Evan Peters repertory theater, Evan Peters Ryan, Ryan Murphy, Murphy repertory theater, you you just end up playing like uh like you just use um Dominique Jackson in um, American Horror Story. Yeah, he's... and maybe you know you know um. Eureka is in the um She is. She was in a, uh, uh the psycho one. She was on the, the Fire Island one. Fire Island, yeah. yeah the one that they It was uh, American Horror Stories and it was Not Fire Island, it was uh P Town. P Town. Right. P Town, yeah. She she was in horror stories. So anyway. she's she's in the Ryan Murphy Multiverse sphere, of Madness. The multiverse of Ryan Murphy. But there's been a lot of discourse online saying that well, there's a lot of people who are like they don't like that people have an obsession with uh serial killers and true crime. And they think that the victims' families should be getting paid to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. And they're also uh, there's there's a lot of because you know Jeffrey Dahmer uh, primarily uh, killed Men of color. Uh, people, people of color, color, and some of them were were underage, right? As well, right? And I think also because Evan Peters is attractive, and Jeffrey Dahmer was attractive. A lot of people say. Well, it's all it's all it's right, all, it's all yeah. um, you know objective. Um, so in theory, objective. Yes, it's all objective. So in theory, everyone's attractive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ted Bundy's attractive. I'm attractive. You know, Donald Trump's attractive. Barack Obama's attractive. Yeah, yeah. And they're all not attractive. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but um, there's been like some discourse about like romanticizing um, trauma porn. 
not trauma porn specifically Je- Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, specifically Jeffrey Dahmer and what he did and how some folks. There's a lot of people being like boycott this film, do mm-hmm. not watch this film, the series, yeah. the series, yeah. yeah, do not watch these films. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to like get this because there's been a lot of Jeffrey Dahmer. This is like I think the third Jeffrey Dahmer series. Is it? There have been like five documentaries. I have. Yeah, there's an old there's an old movie called My Friend Jeffrey, which it was like focusing on I think Jeffrey as a younger person, mm. and it was told through the eyes of someone who knew Jeffrey Dahmer. Mm-hmm. And part of me also wonders, like, I feel like all the discourse. Wait, what's your question? You're saying I want to ask you something. Oh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I guess I just want to know your thoughts on on whether or not we should be watching this film. Is it bad to watch the film? Um, I don't think it's bad to watch this film. I, like, we all know this. We I see it a lot too. Like, true crime podcasts and all and true crime documentaries, they are big sales. A lot of people listen to them daily. You listen to a lot of true crimes. No, not you, Patty. Patty loves every time I go, Patty listens to Patty might be trying to plot something on me. Going to be careful. Happy birthday, Patty. Oh, happy birthday, my little Patty. Um, so but not just Patty, a lot of people consume true crime in its different avenues. October first, by the way. Y'all are too late. Don't go wish. I mean, but still, you know what? If you if you see this now, you're late. Go send Patty. You're a happy fake birthday. and you're late. And if you say birthday now, you're fake. And you only see them because we we said happy birthday. Go fake send Patty. Ass. Go send, fake ass. And Patty loves nudes. If you said Patty nudes, he will love them. And so. send those. But it's not a birthday nude with your fake ass. It's just a regular nude with your <laughs> fake God. ass. At legal minor. Um uh yeah, so so people people love to to, to that name stuff. is so messy. People love to consume um because his last name is minor. Speaking of Jeffrey Dahmer, um, uh, people love, well illegal minor. Anyway, what were we talking about? Whether yeah, like, people love to consume this stuff. And where as it goes to the to the victims' family, I think I, mean, I do think when these things come out, like you are, you're kind of you're making these people constantly relive the trauma and the death of their family members. And to me, that sounds really shitty. That sucks. God forbid something was happening to you or like my family and stuff like that. To to always see the news, I would it would really upset me. Like if I had to relive that all the time. So I do think there is something about giving these people say so. But then it, it is. Uh, it is. It is. It is. It is in the public sphere, so people can report and talk about it how they want to. Like you don't have to get approval from these people. But to me, that would suck to relive that over every couple of years, every couple of months, every couple of weeks. There's some new story like that. To me, that sounds a little egregious. Like I, I'm like I'm like like it sounds a little sickening to me. I would hate that. I guess, um, and I think too. What about people who are reliving trauma that was that didn't involve violence, but because their maybe their parent or their relative or their loved one, or you know, actually think of it this way: like, as you know, this I, I don't know. I don't know if you know anyone who was affected. You, did you live in America during nine eleven? Yeah, I was. I was in in security. Do you know anyone who was affected by nine eleven? I had a friend in high school, but by the time I met, it, it was high school. So, so like every year, someone this. Every September 11th, yeah, it's, uh, people have to relive this yeah. this thing because it's it's, it's memorialized, and it's commemorated, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's done through the lens of uh, remembering and and uh, you know memorializing. But you do have to relive it every every single year. You have to relive it. But then when people are and and again, I've never experienced a close death like that, so I don't understand. So I can't relate exactly, but. 
when people are putting out these Zama documentaries and these things, they're they're getting a they're they're gaining fiscally from it, right? Like they're getting whoever um, Ryan Murphy, who Netflix, whoever's whoever's whoever yeah, they, they all got paid. All they they're getting money. So, so then you need to allocate some of those funds to me to the families of well to, to the families of these people who are reliving this every time as well. Like you're making millions tens of millions of dollars, I don't know. But there should be some type of compensation given to these people for having to do that, to do so. And also, talking about reliving trauma, I mean, black people, every every couple of weeks in this country, we are seeing another black person shot and killed by the cops. And yes, we're not directly affected by it as because it's not our brother, sister, cousin, niece, it's nephew, brother, sister, cousin. but it's someone's. And to see that, to, to see you being brutalized in some viral video on TikTok, uh, not on TikTok, on Twitter or Reddit or whatever. It's all, it's all on TikTok too. The the the, the posts are all over. It's all social media. To see that to me to me that that is a trauma that I constantly have to see. And 2020, I really because we were all stuck at home, we all were like really just had, were, were focusing on it. That you and I talked about it on the podcast too. It it it, it sucks to to have to see that all the time. So I could only imagine that being magnified by being your loved one or your son or your daughter or your niece or your, whoever it is, you know? Yeah, I think, what, you know, what I was thinking about it was like, obviously everyone, it's like you said, you have a right to tell stories. You can tell stories. There's, there's, no, there's, there's no legal, like legally speaking, you can, you can tell whatever story you want to mm-hmm. tell within legal reasoning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and... I do think that it would it would be a right thing to reach out to these families. Apparently, the families were not reached out to. And, you oh, know, really? They, and, and and a lot of the people who were um, there were moments in the film that are literally recreated from courtroom moments that were filmed for television. So like people are killing people's moms and dads. People are doing verbatim, word for word, recreations Whoa. of people's emotional responses to confronting Jeffrey Dahmer. There's specifically one very famous scene where this uh, one lady like just just like really got very upset. She tried to attack, attack Jeffrey Dahmer mm-hmm. and then the cops had to stop her. And she went up to the to the uh, to the lectern, the podium, and she was she started off composed, but then Jeffrey just wasn't looking at her. He was looking straight ahead, and then she just like just snapped and just started like going crazy. And that's the scene that's that's going viral because people are putting them literally side by side. Oh god! And it's it is literally verbatim. She's wearing, she's wearing the same clothes. Hairstyle. She's wearing the same ha- hairstyle. She's saying the exact same words. She has the same inflection. She they even hired an actor who looks like almost exactly like her, or they made her look like her in the film. Right, right. Um, I mean, literally, she's wearing a shirt that's one hundred percent black, like. Everything they recreated, every single thing this woman is wearing, saying, and doing in this courtroom, and I can only imagine how upsetting that must be. Yeah. But then it also offers a wider scope to look at the um, the the true crime um, genre in general. Like you know, it, I think it usually takes something really big happening for people to be like, oh, now we need to look at this whole thing. Yeah. At at large, I think True Crime is like the biggest growing oh, girl. like podcast genre that there is out there. And then they, then I guess the question is, 
obviously they have a legal right to tell these stories. Yeah. But then the question is, is it morally okay to tell these stories? I mean, and, and the truth is, I don't think we'll see change until until the laws change, right? Because because we're gonna people are gonna have this conversation and this and this um, discourse about it. But if legally these people can still tell it, people are still gonna consume it. Because, be, like you said, I don't so. I mean, I don't get into true crime podcasts. I <laughs> I don't find it calming. I don't find it interesting. I find it like uh, I, I get I get really like grossed out by it. I'm like, oh god, it sounds. I don't. We gotta, we gotta take a break. We gotta no. take a break. And now we're back. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm in your square a little bit. Oh no, we don't have squares. Um, I yeah, I don't. I don't enjoy true crime podcasts, but that doesn't mean that uh, if you do go off. But until there's like legal change, it's not gonna. Well, what not, is the legal thing. recourse for? T- because you can't. Like for you know, there was an issue when the movie W. I don't know if anyone. It was a very short little w, film. It was w. called W. It was George W. Bush's story, mm-hmm. and it was it was it was a movie. It was like oh my god, like two thousand, like I want to say six, maybe five. Can you look it up? Maybe I think it was it was called W. Um, and it was it was it was George Bush's story, George Bush Jr.'s story, and he was very annoyed with how two thousand and eight. 2008. He was very annoyed with how he was depicted. And then they were like, well, we have every right to tell your story. Like, mm-hmm. we we don't have, they were like, we don't have to consult you. We don't have to, we don't need your permission to tell your story. And and he he had no legal recourse. But then there are instances where people, and maybe it's like, if you're a public figure, like, and then where does public figure start and where does it stop? Yeah. Like, like is it okay? Is it legal to just go and tell other people's stories? I mean, Whitney, the, the, the new Whitney Houston movie, or maybe not this one, the one before. No, it is this one. I think Cicely, um, Sissy Houston was not down for it. And she was really upset that, that, that the film got made. But I guess you can't stop someone. Like someone, in, in theory, I think someone can just decide they want to make the Bob the Dragon movie and do whatever and say and say whatever they want about you, and then people will start to believe those narratives to be true, albeit not. And I guess it's, the question is because I'm a public figure, anyone is allowed to don't get ideas. Anyone's allowed to just go and tell my story, your story though, like, or or well, use like, or use my likeness to tell a story that is similar to mine. Or or not, they can they can they can make a they can they can say whatever. Bob Bob the Dragon was Jeffrey Dahmer part two. Bob killed all these people. You know, what I mean, then then becomes a, then becomes a fiction a fictional story. But it's sort of nonetheless that people may believe it's true about you. But then again, it is also I think about this notion that maybe it is like not maybe it is. It, I I I can guarantee it almost certainly is traumatizing for Sissy Houston to have to relive her daughter's death. Mm. Oh, I mean every. Not not even every year. Every yeah. couple of times a year. Yeah. You know, someone's gonna bring up Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston, Whitney Houston. Yeah. And you know, one having watching being alive while your child while your while your child is dead is is not Sounds completely terrible. rare, but it's not but it's but it's, it usually doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then having your child be extremely famous and extremely controversial and having um basically they whenever they talk about your child they're gonna be discussing her drug use, allegedly being a lesbian, her her queerness, her um, you know, I guess we should also say alleged drug use, alleged drug use, queerness, all this stuff. I don't even know if they're gonna discuss the queerness. They they, they, they do. They they they, 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 they tip around one, the queerness all the time. But this one specifically, I think why Sissy's so upset about it is because this one specifically, they like show that there was definitely allegedly some type of 
um, relationship between her and Robin that was beyond friends. That was, you know. But also, it. is it is it important to tell that story? Is it important to, to who though? To to Sissy is not. I mean, but to well, Whitney's but queer it, fans, yes. Is it important to Robin? Right. You know what I mean? Is it important to uh, Whitney Houston's friends and family? Is like the only person who could say it's, if they wanted that to come out about them would be Whitney Houston, but we do not have... She's no longer But it's also us. not just Whitney's story. Oh, right, Robin, too. It's not but just again, Whitney's but story. It's, but then, but, but then, but then since Whitney's not here, who knows if Robin's telling the truth? Whitney, Sissy's like, that is not true. And Robin's like, it is. So it's like... It's like the only person who who can the other missing piece of the of the puzzle to let us know that it was in fact true or not is Whitney Houston. And I mean, there's, there's probably other people as well. I mean, there's more than just me and Jacob who can verify our relationship. You can verify our relationship. I've never seen y'all together. <laughs> anyway, there, 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 there's there's probably people out there who can verify. The, uh, I guess this is the episode about like telling people stories. Is there any story that you want to tell? Um, or any biopic that you want to see? Biopics I want to see. Ooh, um, I would love to see a Leontine Price documentary. A uh, biopic. Leontine Price is a famous opera singer. Yes, who kind of looks like Arcia. Maybe Arcia just was just giving off Leontine Price energy at the last. Uh, she was at the Philly show, and she was just walking around looking like a famous opera singer. She was like wearing this like shawl, and her hair was up in like a updo, and she was like her chin was like this, and she was like she doesn't look like Leontine Price, but she was giving off like. I am a famous opera singer. Energy. We have our serious podcast. So Arcia, really, really quick story. Arcia, Arcia was uh, got invited to this Instagram influencer thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you, you have to know Arcia. The water will find is very funny. Arcia is just Arcia is very funny. Arcia is so crazy with all like her all social media stuff. And then she does this, like, because she has 3,000 followers. So she goes later on Instagram, and she does this, like, this whole story. She's like, you know what, guys? You know what I mean? I just didn't think that I was even, like, belonging to space. And, like, to see just, like, someone like me who was my... <laughs> she's just very artsy. I love artsy so much. <laughs> I don't know how great that story was, but... <laughs> it wasn't. It's just because Arcia just gets wrapped up in her own social media stuff and, like, her insecurities about her branding... And then, so she felt she she. I, I want to congratulate her on being very validated. Yeah, because it sounded like you were making fun of her again. <laughs> I see I also, let's write down. Me and our see, each other me and our see, we gather, Monet. We, oh, we, we our, oh, we get together. We. Gather. Oh, me and Arcia be gathering. Oh, Arcia can't come for Arcia. Go online right now. Go to Arcia's page right now. You will see me and me and Arcia be gathering Monet. Anyway, me and Arcia both acknowledge that Monet has this thing when she's around her friends who are like really talented. She gets intimidated by us, <laughs> so she like wants to try to read us a lot. It happens a lot. Arcia knows. Me and Ar- anyways, um, yeah, I would love to see a Lean Team Prize biopic. I feel like a lot of people. Who's gonna play her? And do, and do they have to sing? They I, have to. I'm okay. Okay, uh, hold on. Say hold on. Say your piece. I'm gonna be so aggressive to me. I can't wait. I can't wait to into, into Boston this morning. Sweet y'all. Nigga, don't touch me. <laughs> tell, tell your piece. Um, I don't think she has to sing because there's only there, there, have been, there have been a few times where it's worked. Angela Bassett in What's Love Got to Do did not sing. But if you, if I did not know, I would think this bitch was singing. So I agree. Maybe the person that does not have to sing. They have to be a excellent lip syncer and someone who can really that means that they need to go because Angela Bassett went through training she like had like less she like had the thing so that she looked like a singer so the person has to have opera training so that they look like they're actually singing these arias um or these roles 
Um, but who was playing Leontine Price? I so don't know. So I'm going to tell my, 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 no. my, my thoughts about who should, if people should be singing. I also don't think that you have to be able to sing either, especially specifically when someone has a really iconic voice. I don't want to see an interpret. I don't want to see you do a bad take on it. I want to hear the voice. Like this new Whitney Houston movie, if this woman would have been singing, it wouldn't have been as good because it's Whitney Houston's voice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With Tina Turner, she, her voice is so specific. I want to hear Tina Turner's voice. Same with Fre- the, uh, the Freddie Mercury documentary. He was lip syncing. Um, the only one who was not lip syncing, to my knowledge, was Jamie Foxx. But Jamie Foxx was, was doing a, a, great, a, a was, doing, was doing a spot on Rachel. Yeah. I mean, he sounded like Ray Charles. It was like this yeah. nigga sounds exactly like Ray yeah, Charles. Yeah, I would agree. So unless you're going to sound like Leontine Price, and who is going to be able to act, look, and sound like Leontine Price? Yeah. So I, I don't. Have I don't, you seen I don't Judy? Judy, oh, the, with Renee Zellweger, because she sang. Yeah, Judy, she did all her own singing in that. Renee Zellweger actually sang it. Well, she sounded great. Renee Zellweger, I did you? I thought Judy was a great. Film. I didn't see Judy. You didn't see Judy? I didn't see Judy. Oh, I thought Judy was a great. Film. I thought that Renee. You never seen The Wizard of Oz? Would no. you seen Judy? Because the Judy, the Judy movie was so good. I mean, it was it was really good. I did she win an Oscar that, that year? She did. She did. Renee Zellweger turned that out. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's playing Leontine in, in, in the documentary. It, it'll probably be an unknown. I can't think of a main. Of, of an artist, or, or Nisi Nash? No, Drag although Nisi. she looks like her Drag though. Nisi. Nisi Nash is a brilliant actor. She, she, I know, no one says she's not. I just, I'm just trying to think. Leontine and I guess Nisi. Nisi kind of looks like Leontine Price. Now that I think about That's it, why I said Nisi Nash. Do you know what you know? What Leontine Price looks like. Yeah, or um, was it? Oh, Aretha Franklin Judy. With, her, with her little head wrap. Yeah, Judy. <laughs> with her little head wrap. Um, Jennifer Hudson sang Aretha. I think Jennifer Hudson sounded great. But she didn't sound like... But honestly, but my issue was she didn't sound like Aretha. It just sounded like Jennifer Hudson singing Aretha Franklin songs. When I was watching it, I was like, this don't sound like Aretha Franklin. And did that, that you? Like, and did that, baby! And, and did that take away from the movie for you? For me, yeah. I, I, I didn't... I mean, I did not think Aretha was a great movie. I thought it was a good movie. It also is... It, it, it was a very biased depiction of Aretha Franklin. Like, I want to know, like... I want to be able to someone tell a story, but you have to be a little bit unbiased. You have to be able to tell the parts that weren't so great and the parts that were great as well of the person, in my opinion, for it to be a good, for it to be a really good film. I, mean, I don't know much about Aretha Franklin, but it's all, it's all about her drug use, about her, about her, uh, her infidelity. Her drinking. I, I, well, uh, uh, Aretha Franklin allegedly had um, was had a lot of diva moments in life. But in the movie, she was portrayed as very mild-mannered, quiet, like, didn't speak out of turn. But um, a- according to stories around, especially around Detroit, or that was not the Aretha Franklin they experienced. The one part I wish they focused more on was the purse. I wanted to talk more about her purse and her not going anywhere to her purse. And to do her gigs, you have to give her money in cash. It might just be a rumor, though. It might not be true. It might just be a rumor. The rumor is that that, that uh, you know when you when you perform, let's say you you do a gig for five thousand dollars, usually they will send you twenty five. Work this thing. <laughs> you pull a television daddy. They will send you twenty five hundred dollars in um, a deposit. In a deposit, and then when you get there, they will either write you a check or give you the rest in cash. Um, and, a, and a, apparently, Ruth Franklin did not accept checks. She oh, would gosh. only accept cash. She would only accept it when she got there. She would put it in her purse and she would never leave her purse. 
And but and I Aretha Franklin was performing for more than five five thousand dollars, honey. <laughs> um, who do who do you want to see a biopic of, or who do, whose story do you want to want to see told? I, this is so cheesy, but I really want I really want to see the RuPaul biopic. Mm. It just sounds RuPaul's life is so interesting to me. Oh, yeah, for sure, so interesting, and I want to know who's going to play Lady Bunny. I honestly think that Trixie would be a great Lady Bunny if she can do the voice. I don't think Trixie can do the voice. You think she's... if she could though? I got the voice, Curtis. I got the voice. If she could, if she could give like a. <laughs> Well, Rue, like if 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 because Lady Bunny obviously hasn't been in the film. Mm-hmm. Madonna should play Michelle Visage. <laughs> oh my god! What if Madonna played? Who's playing RuPaul? I think Jay Harrison. Jay Harris. Yeah, my my friend Crystal Demure, in my opinion, should play RuPaul, especially if they ever do a Broadway musical. Rusical. Yeah, Trix, Jay would be such a Jay. Jay um, did Lola um, on Kinky Boots on Broadway for years. Jay, Jay's been in Broadway for years. Jay's a brilliant singer, brilliant actor. He's also in. Um, oh, they are also in um, um, Raise, um, Raising Dion on Netflix. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah. Jay's such a great actor. That's the superhero kid. Yeah. So good. So Jay would be, Jay, we love, We are big fans of you here at Civil Rivalry. We think we are going for you for the role of RuPaul in the Jesus biopic. Right. Uh, I also think that a, that a Lady Bunny biopic would be funny. I, I think she called it fun. I've always said whoever's going to write the Lady Biopic, Lady Bunny biopic should be called Funny Bunny. And it has a it has a start. She has a book coming out. It has a start with her in Africa. That's where it has a start. Oh my God, he's so silly. Because it's so Lady Bunny's life is also just so interesting. I, I, I got a I, I got a book deal, and I ended up writing. I'm choosing to write a fiction piece. But um, they were like, write your story. And I was like, I just don't think I've lived enough life and my life is interesting enough at this point for me to like write a biopic or write, write a book, write a memoir. Yeah. Do you think yours is life is interesting enough to write a memoir yet? I've lived a lot of crazy life. I think I have lived a lot of stuff. And like, like every time Bob tries to ask me, like Bob is always trying to piece the things together about my family. My family history is so convoluted and it's so crazy and it's so interesting. And I've definitely lived a lot of life. I definitely have a story to tell. But I, oh my God, it will take me years to even like sift through all the things I need to get through to write this fucking book. It's like a lot going on in my life. My, my family, my life is fucked up, y'all. Was fucked up. And I think my life has always been really, like, I, I feel like I've had a, a pretty normal life to me. I mean, it's normal to me. It's my life. It's my normal. So mm-hmm. obviously to me, it makes a lot of sense. But I'm like, what, like, what is, what do you want to hear? Oh, I used to live in Columbus. Now I live in LaGrange. Now I live in, Mississippi, but it's all about the little, the little things that happen in between those things and make, like Mar- Mar- obviously Mariah Carey is the cause of the grand life and what the best parts to me about her book were the small moments, not like the big things that we knew about her going to the, allegedly the mental ward and and her like all that stuff and the glitter fiasco. You yeah. read her book? Yes, we have, the same, we have the same editor. It's brilliant. It's a really brilliant. Shout out to James Malia, my um, editor. Mariah Carey's book was brilliant, but it was all like those little moments that you hear about, like when she was a little kid and like stuff like that, and like learning to sing for the first like those little things are things that make the book really special to me and made it really great. It was a huge seller, and she wrote the book. I know, like people were gagged. The audiobook, the, I read it with the audiobook, and that was even better because she does like sometimes like at her dad's funeral, she's talking about her dad passing away and her like seeing him at, 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 at in the bedside table, bedside table sitting at his bedside in the hospital and her, um, what she sang at the funeral and she goes to sing a little bit and she's, she's obviously really emotional talking about her dad. So she's also like crack and sing. And it's just, you, it make, you just start to cry. You're like, oh my God, Mariah. Mariah I, trying to sing like Amazing Grace. And she's like, 
It's like, it, it fucking wretches at your soul. It's very, very, very. I started listening to Viola Davis's book. And How was it? It is, it is too much. I, they talk about it on The View. I'm it is, too, it's like. I want to listen to it too. It's like, ooh, who is living like this? Really? It is, it, like, Viola Davis was not just poor. Viola Davis was like the 0.01%. Really? Like, the, it, she was like, I mean, spoiler alert, if you're going to listen to it, read. I'm going to listen to it. I want to, don't tell me, because I'm, I'm going to uh, listen to it. It is wild. You're like, this is, I grew up, I grew up, I grew up very, very poor. I grew up pretty poor. But when I look at how Viola Davis grew up, I'm like, bitch, we were the fucking Rockefellers. Really? Compared to, like, even even though my mama was putting bills in my name and we got our lights cut off and we, we were getting eviction notices, bitch, compared to what Viola Davis was going through, I'm like, I didn't even know people were living like this. This is this is wild. Mm-hmm. Wild, wild. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to listen to Her relationship with her parents is wild. Her relationship with, with money. Um, I think she's from, like, Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Which is so tiny. Like, who is from Rhode Island? Rhode Island is tiny. Shout out to all our Rhode Islanders listening to this podcast. I see you and I love you and I'm happy that you're here. I didn't say when they were there. I'm saying Rhode Island is so tiny. Yeah, like, who, like who, who, who the fuck was in that shit old fucked up town Rhode Island? I did not say that. Like, how many people do you, who do you know? Name name two people from Rhode Island, quickly. Um, uh, What's the name? Kimberly Smalls. Kimberly Smalls. And E, uh, that bitch from the Gigs, Evolution. You just making sure. I know. And one. that bitch from the thing. Uh that bitch who did that thing that time. The Jewish queen <laughs> from Rhode bitch. Island. You know that. Oh, oh, the one from Rhode Island. I forget her name. And, and she, the, she stopped doing drag. And, she has OnlyFans. And OnlyFans is very good. And the queen from Rhode Island. She she's fierce. Hang. Hey. I do. Kimberly Smalls is from Rhode Island. I wonder if Kimberly still listen. Remember Kimberly? Kimberly will always have those really cool looks at LaQueen. Kimberly was, Smalls used to turn some really, fair really shit. exciting looks. I she she always did really great looks. It I, was really I great. really enjoyed them. Kimberly Smalls, shout out to you. If you're still um, doing drag at all, yeah, I, I haven't seen in a long time. She was so she she was she had a really brilliant fashion eye, and she just the way she conceptualized looks was always so. I was like, I wouldn't even think to do that. Like she'll take some yaki hair and do like a. Put some green on it and put it here, and it became awesome. But it was just like really. Other people who are famous, but you, but you kind of like. Well, I don't need to hear the story. There's there's a big trend on TikTok being like people who I never need to hear new music from. There's this trend. It's like people who are. Who like, are they saying? There's there's a lot of people on the list. I mean, there's there's so many different lists, and some of them are kind of like you know what? Honestly, I agree. But it's like. I'm happy with the hits that you have. You can just keep singing these songs. Like who? Who does he like? One of the, like one of the ones people are saying is like Alicia Keys is great, but I'm so happy with her discography. Her discography is so good that to me, Alicia Keys doesn't. She doesn't ever have to put pen to paper ever again. She doesn't. No, for you. Who is the? Who's on that list for you? Um, I, I haven't made my list. I, I'd have to sit down and make the list. To be honest, there are, I, there, I are guess... people, there are people that I definitely like actively. Like for example, like Cardi B. I actively want. Cardi B's next album to come out. I actively need Invasion of Privacy 2, whatever she's going to call her new album. Like, I actively need that to come out. Cupcake, I love Cupcake's music. I want more music from Cupcake. I guess I'm a little, I, I feel uh, any artist that I like their music, I always wanted to put stuff out because I'm like, like to me, Jasmine, so like, and like, every, there's no artist that I listen to that I love that I'm like, I'm good. I don't need you to it anymore. There's no one that, I, I mean, there are artists that I'm not like obsessed with. I'm like, if they, if they do or they don't, whatever. 
But any artists that I like love, like my like Tina Turner. Do you want Tina Turner to make new music? I would just be so interested in what that sound would be. What like what is what is Tina Turner singing about in 2022? Like to me, that would be so interesting. Like what is that? I guess I'm, I'm just I'm I'm just so happy with Tina Turner's discography. You could be even happier, and, and or I could be not interested in it. No, but 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 that's but, all, that's all that's also a possibility. But nothing changes. You'll still be happy with what you have, and if if, if you don't like the new thing, whatever. Like, but it, 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 you you only stand to gain if Tina Turner puts stuff out. You don't lose anything. I agree, but I'm also not like actively looking forward to Tina Turner's next. Like, if if Tina Turner was, if Tina Turner tweeted out tomorrow, I will never write another new song. I'd be like, work. Sure, I literally be like, okay. Anyway, but um, if she tweeted, I'm I have a new album, new album dropping October 11th. You'd be like. What is you would be excited? You're like, what is this? I'd be like, well, this is interesting. Let's see how this is gonna turn out. I guess you're not in love with music like me. Like, there's this thing. There's this thing. Um, oh, uh, people started tweeting like, well, not people. Like one person, I think it like got a little viral. Someone like with SZA, but like, 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 when is SZA gonna stop singing about being a um, a side chick or lonely? Blah blah blah. And I'm like. Bitch, why do you care? Like that is her story she's telling. Just don't listen to her music then. Like what? Like but like it's okay to share your opinions. But like, like never can share their opinions. No, but like I want sister to grow up and not like and and stop singing about. It, it also feels a little like like I don't want women to sing about being a being a side piece. Bitch, if I want to sing about about being a side piece, it's my fucking business, ho. But also, but dudes do it all the time. I got a bitch over here and a bitch over here. I'm sucking my dick and the fucking this hoe. But no one says like, can they stop doing that? People, there are people who do that. Mm. They do. You, sure, they are out there. I mean, you think no one's asking? They sure out there. But you, <laughs> but you rarely <laughs> hear that. About like one tweet you heard about SZA. You seldom hear that. No, but it's it's, it's like a, it's having a moment. And I think I think asking men to stop making misogynistic lyrics is a huge moment. There's a lot of people who are like, can you guys please? You, you think there's? You honestly think there's no one asking? I didn't say there's no stop. one. Well, why, you, well, why you? I said seldom. I didn't say no one. You actually did say no one. You can redact. And, and, like, and then I fix it. I said so. There we go. Because that's the truth. No, nigga, you're the truth. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I I think that um, maybe maybe this is a fan. It's just is is maturing and they're wanting or or they're evolving and they're changing. They're they're in a different point in their life and they maybe they just at, from a selfish standpoint they want SZA to reach that point with selfish. Them. I know. There was this thing I wanted to talk about online, online the other day about. There, do you know who Drew Apollo is? I love Drew Apollo. So Drew Apollo is currently she fucking niggas up. She's currently beefing with this little this this one kid. He's not a kid. He's an adult. Drew Apollo, a grown woman, and this other grown man or grown person. They're two adults. There are no kids involved. They're and adults. for context, Drew is a TikToker. She or her her and her entire Instagram and her podcast. They're 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 dedicated to uh to shutting misogyny down. And when dudes speak out of turn about women, she like she 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 duets their videos and she shuts them down. She like reads them. So there's this this person who's like I don't know how they identify, but I, I think I think this person that uses he and pronouns is uh is like. I think it's Drew Afualo. Just Afualo is um is like calling out Drew, being like, "This is problematic," and then people are like coming to like each person's defense. And when liberal TikTokers start like going at each other, let me tell you right now: if you are listening to me, mark my words and take this advice: do not go to bat for someone you don't know. I'm gonna say that again. Do this includes me. Do not. Do not go to bat for Drew. Do not go to bat for this other person. Do not, you, you could, it, it is okay to be like, hey, 
this is a good point. This is a good point. I feel like you all like do like there's too many times where people have run, you know, I don't know if y'all know Womblands. Who the fuck is Womblands was one of the greatest TikTok dramas in liberal TikTok history. It was it was insanity. It involved everyone from Aunt Karen down to uh Womblands herself over to uh Modern Warrior. It was mm. it was it was madness. And everyone was like jumping to people's defenses and then later on you find out that that person's lying <laughs> that, got no defenses you find out that person's full of shit you find out all these different things and then everyone's jumping on Karen's defense and then she got into some drama and they were jumping to modern words defense and then he got into some drama and I was like y'all do not go to bat for these people you do not know well Bishop you what is the drama with Drew Ruffalo now we, 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 you edging us what is the drama between Drew, Drew and this person Drew and this other person I don't I can't find their name um, if I type it in it's gonna pop up because it's like it's like huge on TikTok Right now, she, she's not actually making videos. He's making videos. Sure, she's yeah. tweeting, and he's making videos. Uh, this one. Oh, the video's gone. I'm really, still not exactly sure why she. Ten. This person's name is is Bella, and they don't have their pronouns in here. But, um, Bella Delgado. Bella Delgado is the person that that. And what is the drama? <laughs> So they were like, I think that body shaming is wrong. And Drew does a lot of body shaming. And then Drew's picking on these kids. And I don't know why Drew's picking on these kids. And they drummed up some old tweets from Drew that had a faggot in them. And then they were like, so what's good? And then they were, and then Drew was like, I ain't listening to this white boy. And then, then he was like, I'm not white. I, I'm white passing. But whenever someone mentions that I'm white, then I have to like go and I just saw my my uh, racial discography. Yeah, like well, and then everyone's like, "You are white. You look white." And then every, so it's all this back and forth. And I was just saying to anyone out there, it is okay to acknowledge that people can be right and wrong about a lot of things, and you do not have to jump on someone's side. Uh, it, I would say in, in arguments, it's never about who's right; it's about what's right. That is a lot more important, in my opinion. And I'm a big fan of Drew. And I don't know much about uh, Delgado. Yeah. Um, but it is, it is, it is, I cannot open my TikTok without seeing this. When, I when, li- when liberal TikTokers start fighting, it is just a bloodbath. It's bloodbath, bitch. Bloodbath, bitch. It's way, it's way more intense than when like a conservative and a liberal's fighting. It is just like, y'all are going bananas. Yeah. You never say anyone's, anyone's um, story you want to you say Lantine Price. Anton Price. Who did you say? I said RuPaul. You said RuPaul. Would RuPaul's story just be so interesting? I think I think it would be great, and yeah, I, I think it would be it would be a really, really, really great story. There's a, there's um like it's like time like all these like Nelson Sullivan videos that show like when Ru was living on top of the Jane Hotel and they would like go and they would like smoke a weed and do whatever drugs out there and he'd be like walking through the street with his like football gear and then like seeing him down at the pyramid like. Like, like, what was really going on in that time? And like, when Rue lived in Atlanta, like, well, this 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 punk rock group that he started, he put Lady Bunny and Drag for the first time. Like, what was, what did all that look like? What is the last scene in the movie? The last scene in the movie, I think it's, um, I think we get through Drag Race, and then the last scene is um, them at the Emmys, and the Emmy for best host in the major picture film is RuPaul. And that's like something ending there. I think the last thing in the movie is RuPaul standing on the main stage and she goes, welcome to RuPaul's Drag Race. And she explains, she goes, I made the best woman, 
when then it goes dun, 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 credits oh, or it goes into an epilogue where it starts going like and then RuPaul went on to win the show won 27 Emmys and it launched the careers of 200 plus drag queens the most I will say one we have had this Bob the drag queen we have had this exact conversation on a podcast before oh did we you well, know, Bobby, like, Bobby, Bobby, forgetting. Bitch, you forgot. Bitch, I knew. Monet, you are Monet, y'all. Monet. I didn't know this. I swear, I remember us having this conversation, and we talked. This one, we talked about the Lady Bunny thing. Talk about Funny Bunny. Can I tell you something real quick? Wait, 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 let me finish. But Bob, oftentimes we we rehash conversations we've had on the podcast before. But like you said, it's our podcast. It is impossible that we're gonna have brand new things to talk about every time. So I just like go along with it. I knew I remember this vividly. I remember okay. having this conversation. You got that off your chest? Yes. Right. Um, y'all, I'm so glad for those of you who are on tour with who come to see us and you are witnessing Monet's true gaslighting. It uh, thank you to everyone in Durham who gathered Monet. Let me gather. <laughs> gather Monet. And thank you to everyone like who's gathering Bob. Like a cheerleading ponytail because Monet had the, the and I'm going to gather you in Atlanta too, had the nerve to look in front of all those people and go, I've never said anything about the South. I said about and, everyone, and everyone said, uh, and, and then Monet, oh, what are, and then Bob sat on stage like for the, like three nights in a row and be like, in his number, before his black people were like, I am, I, literally the words, I am the gaslighting queen of the podcast. And the audience cheers. And then when I bring it to the podcast, Bob was like, I don't know what you're talking about, Monet. I never said that. Everyone is like, Bob, so as please. A, I do it as a bit. I, I literally go, gaslighting. Anyway, and then and then Monet also said it. What did tell? She said, and this was so, I'm, thank you all so much for, for standing up for me, for what's right. <laughs> Not who's right, standing up for what's right. Monet, uh, Monet was like, Monet actually had the nerve, and someone's got it on video. I know Nigga, what? Someone's got it on video. Monet goes, I never said you weren't known for body. And everyone in the audience said, Duh! I did not say that. <laughs> yes, you. Let me see that. Monet's exact words were on stage. She goes, I never said you weren't known for body. What I said was, you weren't known for body that day. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I was that, that, that. that you I just was said kidding. you never said no, it. No, no, no. Well, you, you okay, said you but never out said of it. context. You just said you never said it. Out of context, yes. Out of context. Oh my god. <laughs> out of context. You're you're really out of context. Yes. I was being silly and being but when I when on this podcast, what I said was when I said that you were we we all know this. I did say that you weren't on for body. When I said I didn't say you weren't for body, I just say you weren't I, I was being silly. Mm. I did say on this podcast, we all know I said that Bob is not known for body. I said oh, you're Bob being is silly. Known, Bob is known for being funny. Oh, Bob you're is being known silly. for being a good actor. All this I did not Oh my God! This is this is. But thank you all for gathering Monet and Monet. We have another date in the South where we are going to gather you all. We, like 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 this thing over. We all going to sit around and whoop yo <laughs> oh my God. ass. Dude, oh, in Atlanta you're going to be scooped. <laughs> oh, the show is on Monday, y'all. I can't. This is going to be. I have to, <laughs> anyway, we got to all go. this shit you said about time the South. Time. All this stuff about Georgia, <laughs> honey. We're in Georgia now. We're in we're in the Peach. That is Peach Tree City. That is Peach Tree Street. That is Peach Tree Avenue. And that's a Peach Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, goodbye. Edit, can y'all edit out every time when I said mall. Just go. I love cops. <laughs> every time I said mall, just edit it out. <laughs> <laughs>